0: this is more knowledge more wealth with your host gabriel shaheen gabriel is a certified financial planner and a registered investment advisor at falcon wealth planning this show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the services or securities discussed are suitable for any investor investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full informed investment decision. Now, here's your host, Gabriel Shaheen. Good day. This is Gabriel Shaheen, Certified Financial Planner, and your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth, here on every weekend talking about all important topics of personal finance. My job is to go over the knowledge you need to increase your wealth. Now, to the listener, you can always reach out to myself or any one of my colleagues here at Falcon Wealth Planning, our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. Or visit our website at falconwealthplanning.com. That's falconwp.com for short. You can also get any of our previous episodes through podcast, Spotify, and iHeartRadio as well. And visit our Knowledge Center. It's on YouTube, and you can get it, like I said, through our website, We got some fantastic information there, almost a million views in a year or so. So we'd love to also find out more information that you guys want to learn about. We just posted a couple more videos. We seem to be adding multiple more every month, every week. And it's just really topics you want to talk about. So if you want to learn about something, send it to radio at falconwp.com. That's radio at falconwp.com. Now, I'm the president of Falcon Wealth Planning. We are a fee-only, non-commissioned folks. True fiduciary, where we can handle all important topics of personal finance. That's where you are today. How you want to grow your money. Taxes, investments, estate planning, insurance folks, you name it. Whatever it is that involves a dollar sign, give us a call. Just had somebody call about a nonprofit and seeing if it's applicable for them to open one up. So the idea is anything involves a dollar sign. That's what we're offering a free financial assessment where we can help relate this show to your specific situation folks and we have offices all across the country and we're giving you one to two meetings one to two hours of our time folks at no cost our phone number is 855-963-2526 that's 855-96 falcon like the bird we'd be happy to help answer those questions that you have and it's no cost folks that is a lot to spew over in the first two minutes of the show but i wanted to discuss with you kind of just a recap of 2023 and really quite frankly just go over what to expect in the upcoming year and this is always like the big topic of expectations just note that nobody knows what's going to happen some of the top analysts and economic economists in the world have no clue what's going to happen but the idea is at least giving you logic and understanding of expectations so i will be going over that with you but i do want to just go over in general, <clears throat> excuse me, the some of the just information about last year. Because when you look at last year, okay, so I'm reading some of this off here. Um, <clears throat> not reading, but I'm, I'm looking here at these charts. If you look, we had, for the first time in history, six months of consecutive losses in bonds. Remember, when those are freaked out about bonds, they want to get out, they want to sell, they don't want to be involved in it. I get it. But guess what happened November and December? November went up 4.5%, and December went up almost 4%, 38 to be exact. So, and you had from May to October of consistent losses in the bond market. Folks, that has never happened. And when you look at the top, and by the way, it was the top 10 best two-month returns. So, when you look over a two-month period, it was ranked amongst the top 10 in number seven. So just interesting to know. And when you look on all those times, one year later, after a top two month performance, one year later has an average 6% return. Almost every year was positive during that period. So it, it, outside of the eighties uh, with hyperinflation and so on. So on the contrary, we're actually peaking out on inflation. What it looks like, especially with our Fed saying, they're going to be making some big rate cuts coming up here. Now, just important to know. Last year in general was better than average. The bond market did 5.5% on average since 1926 to 2023, the bond market did 5%. So, just just important to know. It's only had one year ever where it lost over 10%, that was in 2022. So, looking back, okay? Now you look at stocks. Stocks I mean, had one of its best years, right? It had over a 20% return in 2023. Uh, So specifically, it was 26.3% in 2023. So just important to note yet again, it was a really good year last year. Now, when you look at coming up, a lot of you aren't feeling so great. Even though we're still hitting historic highs in the market, there is substantially more volatility. We can see it, we can feel it, and we we understand it. We hear it now, even. Why do we hear it, you say? Well, we got a presidential election coming up. That's why we hear it. Always people get a bit uneasy when that happens. But I want you to know, historically speaking, the first two quarters of the year, right, Q1 to Q uh, end of Q2. That's January to June. Historically, are not good, not as good as that third quarter, which is uh, uh, October. Uh, excuse me, July, August, September. That historically has by far the best returns as you're leading up to the primaries. By the way, folks, if you're just joining me, you're listening to Gabriel Shaheen, Certified Financial Planner, and your host of more knowledge. More wealth here, and every weekend we're talking about all important topics of personal finance. And today we're just talking about how the markets acted for last year and also just discussing what it's going to look like coming up for this year here in 2024 with the presidential election year. Historically, Q1 is the worst, Q2 is the second worst, Q3 is uh, better, it's historically twice as over twice the return. where 1.3% in Q1, 1.5% in Q2, 3.3% in Q4, uh, and in Q3, as I was saying, from July to September, 6.2%. So it's substantially much better, historically speaking, since 1926. So yet again, that has no guarantee what's gonna happen, right? If that's the case, you sell everything now and rebuy in July, but that would be foolish because nobody knows, you get what I'm saying? So, uh, but when you look at just performance yet again, in general, When you look at the performance following peak inflation, over 12 months later, the stock market averages 18% plus returns and almost 7% returns on the bond side. And so when you look at the cumulative return from June of 22 to December of 2023, we've already had 30% returns in the stock market. So yet again, peak inflation we can argue is now. And so we still historically speaking of course looking for positivity coming the only time that had didn't happen was june of 2028 when it was uh the great recession so when you also look at what's going on just kind of highlighting what's currently happening right now investment portfolios are just completely out of whack how do you know that because when you look at a normal allocation in a portfolio Right now, we have roughly 20% in cash, where historically speaking, people keep about 5%. investment investment portfolios keep maybe 1% to 2%. And so right now, at about 20% is in cash of people's portfolios. Now, why is that important to know? Because money market fund returns fell from its high of 5% in March of 2001 to less than 2% in just July of 2001. And, two. and by the way, same thing happened in the Great Recession of 2008. Money, uh, fell from 4% in October of 2007 to less than 2% in January 2009. On average, 15 months for rates to fall under 2%. So don't get so excited what's going on here. That's what the market is trying to tell you. And there's a reason. <clears throat> this is also part of the reason. They call this monetary policy. Part of the reason why governments get in place Lower rates, so people say, well, I can't just be happy with my 5% anymore. They have to deploy that money somewhere. What do they do? They either infuse it into, into the economy. They buy real estate. What do most people do? They buy stocks. So they put their money into something that can make them money. What does it do from a supply and demand point of view? It helps the economy. It stimulates the economy. It rises rates. It, excuse me. It raises the stock valuations when people are buying into them. Why? Because you can get a dividend paying you 2% versus a stock or a money market paying you less than that, not including the appreciation. So obviously there's no guarantees of that. But the logic here is we do have too much invested in cash, money markets, and so on. So just beware because right now we have the same amount in bonds and assets right now from an allocation amongst our people. Amongst are investors, now not here at Falcon Wild, but individual investors, when you look at what they're doing. And that's just not good. This is, of course, source of the morning star of the information I'm sharing with you. But this, when you look at historical, uh, when those are equal, bonds do very, very well. Remember, what happens to bonds when interest rates go down? Bond prices go up. All of this is tying in, just like with peak inflation, bonds end up doing well after that, and so on. So just be where. Okay. Now, here's the thing. A lot of you are kind of taking a look at this and trying to structure what you're doing because you're happy right now with your four and a half percent at Ally Bank or Amex or Capital One 360, whatever it may be. And understanding that your portfolio may be outweighted. It might be in the Magnificent Seven, it may be heavily tech focused, it may be in other specific indices that are not diversified. Folks, this is the time to have allocation towards them and take a look at what you're doing folks. Give us a call, we're offering a free financial assessment where we'll give you one to two meetings, one to two hours of our time at no cost. It doesn't matter where you're located, we can help as we've got offices all over. Give us a call folks, our phone number, 855-963-2526, that's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird, where we can help put together an assessment for you and answer those questions that you have and take a look at things you could be doing better because so many times people do it backwards completely backwards right now some people are not happy with the volatility of what's going on and want to wait until after the elections and go into cash only for cash rates money market rates to drop while the market rate increases especially closer it gets to the election as you've seen historically speaking it's so backwards you should be putting your money to work always as warren buffett says don't ever mix politics and investing. It's wrong. Yes, there's political risk to a portfolio, but it doesn't affect long-term and somebody in your situation in the capitalistic focused way of investing. People get it wrong all the time. I'm here to say it, focus on getting it right. By getting it right, you have to understand how markets work. Folks, if you need help, give us a call. We're going to go on a quick break when we come back we're going to talk more about outlooks and just diversification in general because a lot of people did very well by investing in the past year and five years and ten years and others did not but i want you to know with staying disciplined that in general will i don't want to say guarantee but it will give you the highest probability of success folks we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after a few words advantage. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's eight five five ninety six 96 falcon like the bird. Or visit our website, falconwealthplanning.com. That's falconwp.com for short. Enjoy the show. We look forward to serving you. Welcome back, folks. This is Gabriel Shane, Certified Financial Planner, and your host, More Knowledge, More Wealth, here on Every Weekend, talking about all important topics of personal finance. So my job today is just to go over kind of what happened last year, Last year was a great year in the stock market, really good year in the bond market, and so on. And it's just like, what are you doing about it? Because a lot of people just follow the wave of whatever's on the TV. So they're feeling we're going into an election year. They want to go in cash. They want to stay there. Why not? It's earning 5%. Who cares if the bond market it did 5.5% last year because the money market, arguably risk-free, is uh, earning 5%. So like, who cares, right? You don't have to worry about volatility. Well, the idea is also take a look at your situation and what's going to be good long term because historically speaking money market rates fall fast within a 15 month period and our federal government said they are looking to reduce rates between one to one and a half percent in 2024 what does this mean for bonds means they go up historically speaking so But I mean, here's the thing. In general, we've been seeing a lot more people just investing in U.S. stocks, which I don't blame them. They've been doing really, really well. When you look at how it's been doing from 2009 to 2019, that 10, 11 year period has outperformed a diversified portfolio. Now, when you look at in 2021, a diversified portfolio did well because it lost less. 2023, the S&P 500 did better by almost 10% better than the diversified portfolio. But when you stretch out the total return over a 24-year period, assuming you had roughly 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds, and it was diversified between U.S. and international and large caps, mid caps, and so on, still, a globally diversified portfolio outdid the S&P 500 directly. Instead of uh, started with 100000 ending with 490000 you would end with 491000 What's my point of all this? Well, you don't have to go through the whole hoo-ha of losing a bunch of money during the tech rack, during 2008, and even during uh, the COVID crash, even though it rebounded quickly. So just be careful of how you invest in falling returns. That's all I'm here to say. Diversification still feels good because you don't lose as much when others are crashing these are the things you have to take into consideration when you build your portfolio where are you in your life cycle like quite frankly me i'm diversified but i don't have bonds i'm 100 invested in the stock market outside of some cash that i have uh, because i run a business right have some other things going on where cash is important but the investment stock portfolio is 100 equity focused and diversification is key in that with international with us with large with mid with small and so on, not having just everything in those magnificent seven stocks. These are the things you have to take into consideration on your end. Now, here I wanna start twisting and turning here, just talking about what 2024 looks like. Here, you're ready for like the big finale here of the New York Fed model, what they're thinking is gonna happen, what the top economists are saying is gonna happen in 2024. This is interesting because the, the top economists are saying, okay. Get ready, there is a 50% chance of us going into a recession. Like, <laughs> you can't make this up. Like, really? Thank you, 50-50 chance? So a coin has a better chance than you? Or an equal chance as you? Did I really need you to tell me there's a 50% chance of a recession? Like, what a crock. You get what I'm saying? It's just It's ironic. It's funny because Q1 is always, for the most part, less productive. Less sales than Q4. Why? Because everybody was spending so much money in Q4 for traveling, for holidays, and year ends. Now, Q1, right, it's a new quarter, typically is less. All right. So definition of a recession outside of unemployment and so on is two quarters of negative GDP. Q2 is typically very important to see what goes on and what the trends are doing. If it's continuing to decline, that is what I'm now going to call a silent recession outside of the true definition being a recession. Another thing is the outlook and forecast is looking for inflation. Right. We had inflation, crazy inflation numbers. Historically speaking, the past few years, we've had almost double digit inflation. Uh, The past few years, this upcoming year where our government's target is always 2%, this year we're looking at about 2.6% inflation for the Federal Reserve. So we are looking between 2.5 to 2.6 is what they're thinking, and that's very realistic, especially with the reducing of rates that they're looking to do and the stability that we have seen in oil prices, in costs in general in retail and food and so on so it's funny because you're actually seeing those increases like catch up now now that's now right so a lot of this is is already accounted for in 2023 numbers this is going forward remember that okay so short-term rates here's the interesting part right because uh somewhere between five and six 25 basis points which is a quarter percent rate cuts in 2024 meaning there could be some cuts in the uh, rates below 4% within the next 12 months. Now, when I say that, we're not talking about mortgage prices, folks, okay? We're talking about Fed fund rates, as Fed fund rates were in the fives and still are in the fives. So, it's very, very possible we can see by the end of the year it's under four. So, this Im- impacts multiple different things. Uh, Whether it's normal financing, whether it's for a car, whether it's bank-to-bank borrowing, whether it's profitability or people on margin or uh, pledged asset lines or other type of uh, uh, assets, this affects everything from borrowing affects assets because if you could take money at 3% and reinvest it and redeploy it somewhere else, you would. Right? In hindsight, you wish you cashed out the max the bank would give you at a 2.5% mortgage for 30 years. Why? Because you could take that two-day and invest it in a money market paying you five. Why don't you borrow off your house at 25 so you can get five guaranteed? Absolutely. I wish I could do that. If they gave me a 30-year bond at 5%, I would do that, right? Because you're consistently making 2.5% a year. So rates play an important part of... Being smart with money—they call this in the in financial industry arbitrage. By the way, folks, if you're just joining me, you're listening in the Gabriel Shane Certified Financial Planner and your host of more knowledge, more wealth here on every weekend. Talked about all important topics of personal finance. And if this is something that you want help with yourself, something that relates to you, somebody that says, "Man, I have a lot of different moving pieces," and even if you don't, but you have a lot of moving pieces and you want somebody to Sort it out on your behalf, or at least in a situation that you have right now, of what you should you do. Something as simple as same into a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA and whatnot, give us a call. We can help you with it. Our phone number is 855 963 2526 That's 855 96 Falcon, like the bird, where we can help answer these questions. That you have with a free financial assessment, one to two meetings, one to two hours at no cost, or visit our website at falconwealthplanning.com. That's falconwp.com for short. Now, I did want to share with you kind of some analysts' predictions of where they see the SP 500 coming up for 2023. Because right now, the SP 500 is what? About 4,800 ish, right? Plus or minus. So the target for, um, for, uh, We'll call it. Uh, a lot of these banks here, like for example, uh, Fundstrat is saying it could be about fifty-two hundred. Deutsche Bank about fifty-one hundred. BMO, which Bank of the West uh, recently merged with them, uh, fifty-one hundred. Goldman Sachs, that's a big one, uh, investment bank, uh, also fifty-one hundred. Bank of America is saying five thousand. Wells Fargo is a bit pessimistic at. 4,600 along with Morgan Stanley, Barclays, and JP Morgan are also saying it's funny how like the banks are pessimistic, maybe because they're actually hurting financially just from lending and so on. The banking took a big hit in Q1 of this past year. So the idea is that half of them thinking positive, half of them are thinking negative. Well, whoop de doo there. But here's an interesting part when you look at investor positioning, according to AAII, um, individual investor average allocation uh, stocks has 65% in, in December of 2023 okay they're underweighted by about 3% on a 3 year average while cash is 20% of a portfolio investors are not feeling that great we what you know what that means we got almost 6 trillion that's with the T 6 trillion dollars in cash Six trillion on the sideline, folks. What do you think is going to happen when these rates stop? It's going to be deployed somewhere, whether whether somebody wants to buy a business, whether somebody is looking to invest in an alternative, uh, such as uh, uh, a university uh, offering, uh, uh, a real estate offering, uh, or some type of business offering. These are the things that people are looking to put their money to work. So what are the basic ones people do? Stock market. Easy, liquid, simple. Real estate. Some people are just used to that. They're comfortable with that. But keep in mind, with interest rates still high, the cost of owning is much more difficult to do because you have to buy cash for it to make sense. Because those days of putting 20% down on a real estate property, the cash flow is down negative for you. It doesn't matter. Majority of the markets, it's the same thing. It doesn't economically make sense. So the idea here, folks, is what do you do? That's the question everybody asks. And here's the answer that you need to know. What you should do is it depends on your situation. The answer is it depends on you on when you're retiring, how much do you have, how much you're looking to deploy, how much is already invested. When you're looking to retire, how much do you make? How much do you spend? These are important attributes to get you that answer that you need. Yet again, that's why we're offering a free financial assessment, folks. Give us a call, we would love to help answer those questions you have. Our phone number, 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. We can help answer those questions That you have and quite frankly make sure you don't make mistakes because you may buy a few properties in your lifetime You may only retire once maybe twice if you go back to work and then realize you want to retire again but we bought multiple hundreds of properties just last year alone we get to retire every single day through our clients smart people learn from their mistakes a smarter person learns from others mistakes that's why people seek second opinion they do it in medicine they do it in law you should do it in finance (laughs) folks that was a fast fast show i want to thank you for tuning in with us this weekend you can always reach out to myself or any one of our colleagues here at falcon wealth planning our phone number is 855-963-2526 that's 855-96 falcon like the bird or visit our website at falconwealthplanning.com that's falcon wp.com for short, working at this episode or any one of our previous episodes through Spotify, Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And also, look at the Knowledge Center on our website, which will direct you to uh, YouTube. And we have fantastic videos there. Just so much you can learn from. Most of the time, if you have a question on financial planning, uh, go ahead and go to that website. You'll have a very detailed answer and all that it depends behind it. And if you don't see it, send us a note. We'll make a video for it and send it to... Radio at falconwp.com. That's radio at falconwp.com. Folks, we want you to thank you for tuning in. We want you to have a fantastic weekend. Have a great week and God bless.